हेलो एवरी वन सो आई होप यू ऑल आर डूइंग गुड वी आर बैक हियर आफ्टर ए ब्रेक आई नो दिस हैज बीन अ लॉन्ग वन ब्रेक बट इन नीडेड वन ऑल्सो सो आई एम बैक टू रिकॉर्डिंग सम पॉडकास्ट लेट्स कीप ऑल दिस थिंग्स असाइट आई नो माई ऑडियंस आर गेटिंग थ्रिल्ड टू गेस्ट द गेस्ट द टॉपिक वी आर गोइंग टू कवर इन दिस पॉडकास्ट एंड वट न्यू our audience are going to learn from this podcast so let's begin with i want to state that the person coming on this show will be a blessing for this podcast this is one of the best podcast going to be in my life so please watch it till the end you will definitely enjoy this podcast also so let's talk about the guest a little bit like the person with whom we are going to talk about is the person whom i adore and respect a lot right really a lot so today's podcast with will should i reveal the guest yes sure so the guest of today's podcast is mr neil de silva he is a known name in the world of indian horror literature and indian literature also his his works are also famous in foreign countries also so let's begin what we are going to discuss we are going to discuss his life journey his personal experience horror experience writing experience etc so it will be an interesting one it will be an knowledgeable one and it will be a thrilling one so it you will stick to this podcast till the end so he is the top 7 horror writers of india according to magazine named desi blitz you know so it's a great huge opportunity for me to you know host him on this podcast and uh, his unique stories have a struck a chord in a wide range of readers collecting praises from various quarters so yeah i'm looking forward to begin this amazing podcast and i hope you will also enjoy this podcast share it with your friends like the podcast subscribe the podcast follow the podcast and you will definitely gain something from this podcast after this conversation so yeah the i do think the intro is being a long one but yeah it's uh, required to you know introduce the guest uh, greatly so yeah this was the introduction of this podcast darthik show learn and grow together stay tuned so mr neil de silva how are you first of all schedules we are finally doing it yeah yeah so, my apologies entirely because things 
come in the way and uh, mm. I wanted to do this for a long time. I promised you that I'll be getting on a podcast with you and here I am fulfilling it. But yeah, I was really looking forward to having this conversation. Yes, promise is complete, promise is complete. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's begin the podcast. Uh, the first question, first topic uh, actually we are going to discuss is uh, your life journey, like your childhood to your growing ages, your the uh, fat loss part, uh, don't miss that. That was the amazing one for fitness freak also. And how you started writing horror and how this all happens. So, yeah. Uh, that will be a very long journey to see. But, okay, I'll keep it short and tell you the highlights. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm a totally all and all Mumbai guy. I was born here also. And... Um, I grew up in a suburb in Bombay called as Malad. Uh, I had my parents moving in here in a small house, a middle class family when we grew up. But one thing that was always there in my house, that there was no scarcity of, was books. There was two books that uh, I cannot really describe the extent of the number of books that I had in the house. All different kinds of books. Old books, new books, used books, second hand, every kind of book. There were about 5,000 titles in my dad's collection. So I grew up in lot because when I, I was born in 1975, the same year that Shole released and Joel, a very famous year. Mm. So uh, in that year, we had nothing. We didn't have TV in the house. So the only thing that we used to do was, I used to do was read and I grew up reading, I grew up assimilating a lot of information from all over the world. So that was my world window, right? So I started reading a lot of genres, but I started reading horror, especially when I was in the 7th grade. And uh, wonderful, I loved the genre very much. Though I was a very scared kind of a person, I was scared of everything, but when I was reading horror, to enjoy it. It was so fantastic. I used to love making those, you know, havelis and uh, that dark atmosphere, <laughs> somebody going in the jungle alone. All the descriptions really gave me goosebumps, but I loved it. It was in a good way that it happened. So I started writing in the vacations itself and I used to give my books to my teachers, to my friends. They loved it. Because I was also in those days participating in elocutions, debates and all those kinds of things. So they encouraged me. Then things happened, I went into the science stream in college. I was a top ranker throughout academically. Then I started my own coaching class. I taught in the coaching class for 18 years. So for 18 years, I did not think about writing at all. I was only teaching. I was a teacher. But then, when I was 39 years old, you know, I think uh, that was 2014. Yeah, 39. And I had a family by then. I had my wife. I had two children. I had a nice, beautiful house of my own. In Mumbai, I still have it. So, that was the time when I started thinking, like, you know, am I going to just be a teacher all my life? Because you know how a teacher's life is. A teacher's life, you have to teach the same lesson over and over again. Year after year, batches come and go. They go abroad. They go to the US. They go to Canada. They go to the UK. They, some of my students uh, they are employed in the best places of the world, like Google and Microsoft. And, and I used to think that, what am I doing here? sitting in this one coaching class. I want to do something of my life also. That feeling became very strong in me. And that was when my wife told me that if you are not happy teaching, then you switch over and you write your book. 
you want to write a book you have been thinking of it for a long time so you write so she gave me the encouragement huh? and i wrote my book at that time we were on vacation in goa so in goa in the period of vacation itself i told her that i want to write a book and all that she told me you write it and that night i was so motivated it was october end it was something like i think the 26th of october or something of 2014 that i started writing my first manuscript and i stayed up the whole night writing it and that was maya's new husband i wrote oh. it in november and uh, i wrote it uh, in i published it on january 3rd 2015 so within 3 months i published the book and i published it on amazon kdp everything done by myself i had no godfather in this industry in the publishing world i put it myself on amazon and the book as you know it uh, was well received by a yes, lot of people yes. because it had uh, several elements of aguris and uh, the naga sadhus and so many things uh, which made maya's new husband a wonderful book to write because i also learned a lot while writing the book and then people loved it so maya's new husband was my first book and then in 2017 i went uh, with a traditional publisher Rupa was my first traditional publisher with Yakshini. That uh, Yakshini actually came out in 2019, and uh, that was a big hit again. Yakshini did very very well. I mean, people are still talking about Yakshini after so many years. I mean, six years have passed. Then mm-hmm. I wrote Haunted with Penguin and with Paranormal Investigator Jay Alani. So mm-hmm. Jay, uh, you know, he goes to haunted places and books uh, around things. Right. So I wrote Haunted. Haunted was another good book. In 2020, I wrote the Spirits Talk to Me came out with Hashit. That was mm. Sarvajit uh, Mohanty and uh, Vijay, their organization mm. pairs. So I had teamed up with them to write it, and uh, I have written other books on the way. In 2022, uh, I wrote a fantastic book, a fantastic book called Playthings, Playthings yes. Toys of Terror. This one. I enjoyed writing that. Yes, this book, and mm. because this book was my first book for young adults. For uh, ages ten plus, mm-hmm. and this book was such a nice experience to write. Plus, the children audiences wherever I go, they just uh, come, kneel, sir, kneel, sir, come for autograph. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and recently, I have released Sapna's Bad Connection with Vishwakarma. So this oh. is uh, just a nutshell of what I have done. So I started from reading, being a reader, mm. and my entire life has gone into reading and understanding story structure. And eventually, I turned into an author where I am now getting stories to the world. You yeah. asked me about my fitness part, yeah, but I think yeah, we yeah. keep that as a separate topic. Otherwise, everything will mix up. Yeah, right. So, like, I showed this book, the playthings. I literally enjoyed this till the, uh, till the starting of this pages. I nobody knows it. Like, I'm a very slow reader. I read a uh, like one fifty page book in uh, an year, right? But this book I completed in one week. This is how much yeah, suspense. Good Thanks for that. Yeah, waiting for playthings part two. When we will get? <laughs> I hope my publishers are listening because we have to also do fast. You know, like yeah, I am also eager to release it, but things take time. Good yeah. things take time. I think podcast. <laughs> right, promote this book a lot. read uh, yeah. to every audience who are you know listening to this podcast just buy it go to go to the amazon go to the flipkart wherever you can find it read it uh, you will get a you know a short this book is about four yeah 
uh, very much discussed. Uh, I've got lots of reviews for your genie, mm. and they are highly positive reviews. So I'm very happy that I wrote this. Okay. So, any horror experience while writing the book? Do you have uh, something like that? Many like that. You know, I I don't know. I have uh, when I started writing, I was writing mostly because I was uh, just trying to entertain people with good stories, give them nice thrillers, entertaining stuff. But then when I started writing books like uh, The Spirits Talk to Me with Sarvajit and Haunted with Jayalani, so all both these books are paranormal investigation books. So they used to send me their stories of uh, actually how they went to different locations and what all they did. So when they uh, used to send me the audio transcripts and sometimes I went to the places also to see because as an author I need to go and check, right? Mm. Uh, I used to sit in this very room. I used to make it all dark, completely dark, no light. Then I used to shut my eyes, even put a towel on my face and listen to the audio because they used to send me the whole story on audio. So I listened to the audio and while listening to the audio, I would just absorb the story completely. So like there was this story, Sarvajit, it was from Bhuvaneshwar. Uh, in Bhuvaneshwar, outside about 50 kilometers away from Bhuvaneshwar, there is this one village. And in the village, uh, a very strange case was happening. Now, strange case was that young men, like men of uh, 22 years around, very young body Why the story is so spooky? 
and when I do that, when I start writing it, I myself have these all kinds of feelings. Like you know, somebody is watching over me, or there is some dark shadow in my room. And especially when I write here in my house, it doesn't happen that much. But I have this habit of going outside, out. You know, like uh, in hotel rooms, and I I go and write. I write alone. I don't want anybody to disturb me, so I just lock myself and write. And I write whole night. So when I do that, at that time, I definitely, definitely feel a strong presence. Like there is somebody in the room that's watching me. Lights sometimes have flickered. So we have. Um, I've shared videos on Instagram about it, about flickering lights and stuff. So, yeah, such other experiences. Have Have I seen a ghost directly? I don't know because I may have had experiences. I talk about some experiences sometimes, but you know, samne samne, like face to face, kind of encounter has not happened. But you get that feeling, right? A negative yeah. feeling, energy that you've felt a lot of times. Yeah. Here are the goosebumps of this from this story. I'm just scared. Let's make the you know an environment a little bit happier so that I can continue with the podcast. Uh, but in the middle, uh, there will be these kind of stories, so they will just stick to the podcast interest also, right? Uh, they will build. So next question is like any movie uh, that you want to recommend about the horror, anything like that. Plenty of them because every movie, uh, like in horror movies, also you know there is a lot of uh, diversity. There is a lot of difference from uh, different horror movies. You take away different things, right? So there are so many different things that we learn from the genre by just watching these movies. Of course, in India, the best movie is that people talk about there is Tumbard. There is a uh, Tumbard we love because it is this story of a small village where the the whole entire is this folklore and everything that is working in the story because of that folklore and the agency of human creed. So I love Tumbar. I love the visuals of it. Each screen of Tumbar is wonderful. Uh, for fun, like a fun horror film, if you want, then there is three for us. Of course, everybody has watched three also. And uh, three again is from an urban legend, which was from Bangalore, which they shifted and made it as a Madhya Pradesh village in the story. I also enjoyed Pari. You know the movie that came out uh, a few years ago, Anushka was there in it. So Pari was a very good movie, also very well made horror film. If you go a little bit back in the past, then uh, I enjoyed Thirteen B, uh, this story where you know that the, the, the horror is from a TV series. So that's fantastic. It's a, it was a very wonderful concept. Of course, there's Rat of Revati. Uh, very mm-hmm. old movie, but uh, if you watch Rath, you'll really get scared like anything. You should not watch it alone. If and you are a, you are young, so you are very impressionable. But Rath has this wonderful sequence where uh, there's a horror scene playing uh, with the actress, with the main protagonist in a theater hall, and that scene is one of the best scenes. If you're talking about psycho thrillers in India, then I really enjoyed Con. There was this movie with uh, Urmila Mathurkar. And Manoj Bajpayee. It was called Con. If you watch that movie, uh, it, it it has no ghosts or spirits or anything like that. But the whole environment of the movie is so scary. And in the end, there is this chilling twist, which will really, you know, like give you the goosebumps. So Rath is a movie that's highly recommended. There are many others. Of course, I'm missing them. If you come to the Western movies, 
hmm. American movies especially. Then a lot of Mike Flanagan's work is super stupendous work. So hmm. Mike Flanagan, he has uh, conjuring his his work, you know. So, and the conjuring movie is very famous in India, so a lot of people have watched it. Or, uh, am I mistaken? I think it's Mike Flanagan. I I don't know. Okay. Just getting a dub. Okay, but anyway, I from planning its work definitely I enjoyed uh, two series that are on Netflix. There are five of them, okay. but two of them I especially enjoyed. One of them is Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass, and then there is this newly launched series called The Fall of the House of Usher. I would really recommend people to watch these two Netflix series for especially. Uh, there's a lot of psychological horror in it and uh, the atmosphere is creepy as anything. The dialogues are a bit long, but that's Flanagan's style. But I'm getting into the dialogue, the depth of the dialogue, the depth of what they're saying is again something that is uh, that makes the horror, that uplifts it. And uh, okay. one more final recommendation. And this recommendation, you'll have to actually look it up. I think it's on Amazon now. This is a movie by Guillermo del Toro called Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. It's a, I think it's a Spanish movie and it's a, it, it's in the Spanish language. Uh, this movie, but it's on Amazon now and it is Del Toro's movie, so it's very famous. And this movie is a fairy tale. It has got a fairy tale appeal to it, but the movie becomes very, very dark as we go. So there's a little girl, and this little girl she meets with a creature. The creature is called as a pan. And it's the entire story of how it, uh, what happens to this girl. So it's like a fairy tale. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes, definitely you should watch it. Did we forget Bhul Bhulaiya? The... Bhul Bhulaiya. And I was mistaken with Mike Flanagan and Conjure. It is James Bond. So anyway, you can edit it out when you are doing it. Because I think that, you know, don't keep this. Okay. Bhul Bhulaiya, I enjoyed the Vidya Valen much much more than the Bulbulaya which came out now. The reason being, uh, I, I enjoy horror comedy. <laughs> I have nothing against it. But uh, if you see the first Bulbulaya with Vidya Valen, yeah, you would not expect what would happen at the very end of the movie. You know the whole thing, and uh, Vidya Valen has played it so nicely. I mean, uh, even today we. <laughs> We are scared of Manjulika, right? Even mm-hmm. today, that visual is scary. Uh, I think it's around 20 years that the movie released, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a fun package. The movie has its comic moments also. It has uh, this, and it has this big, big mansion in which everything is playing out. So, yeah, Bulbuli, yeah, the first yeah. movie was definitely much better than that. I enjoyed the second movie also. Okay. The first movie is like nothing different, unique. Okay, that's great. Now let's talk about what are the other works coming from you, like the books, like the I, series. Uh, a lot of books. I have still to figure out like what will be coming out next year because I'm still finishing and sending it to my publishers. One book that's definitely coming out is the Terrifying Truth. So this book is with Jayalani again, and uh, I'm working with Harper Collins. They are my publishers. So it's a nice project that I'm very happy working on. This book will be out next year. And this book is about, uh, the concept is, that you know, there are many ghost cases. Like, many people, they contact us and they say that, okay, uh, medical mein bhoot hai, 
या मुझे कुछ दिखता है रात को यू नो समी ऑल्सो इसके अंदर आत्मा आ गई है अभी क्या कर सकते हैं and mostly what happens is paranormal investigators will go and then they will find that okay ghar mein bhoot hai ye ye karo ye ye karo you know they give all those upaya and uh, whatever sadhana karo and all that but many times i'll tell you 99.99% of the times this is not really anything to do with spirits it is probably because of some other reason there will be a logical reason if you sit and think about it Mostly these reasons are mental conditions, right? Mental situations of the person because of which this is happening. Of course, there are some things that can be totally not explained, but sometimes it mostly it is this. So in the book, terrifying truth, we are busting the myths. You know, it's a myth-busting yeah. book where we are going to see that everything that looks like horror, that looks like haunting, is not necessarily haunting. I'll not say more about this book when it comes out next year. You can yeah. read the story yeah. and see. Sure. and uh, any series you were talking like i am yes i am talking about of series but it's too early to talk about them right now so uh, but yes one of them is a fun adventure horror kind of series the other is a darker one let's fingers crossed i can't speak about it okay so let's now talk about the you know huge release of sabna's bad connection yeah how was the experience writing the book after the you know it's launching and how was the response what is the story about what is the context of the story as bad connection is it's about a woman uh, who is haunted by a ghost a digital ghost so there is a ghost uh, actually it's a ghost of a boyfriend who died 8 years ago he had killed himself by suicide and uh, now his ghost is back in her life and not just back in her life he is talking her uh, through uh, all the digital forms possible and this woman lives alone she has two other men in her life so totally like this is a woman very independent mumbai woman she has got three men in her life to be including the ghost and it's her journey what she has to do and while the ghost is in her life then uh, when the ghost gives her challenges and tasks to do she has to figure out what those are it's a kind of story where you know like something like karthik calling karthik if the, there was this movie uh, where a man was being called by himself so in this case yes. there is this protagonist who is being called by her dead boyfriend and the things that happen i can't because it's such a tight suspense book i cannot tell you more about this right right but yeah the response so far so far it's very early it's just released yeah and uh, like i i do think the result will be you know a very sweet of your blood and toil of 7 years right so and i'm happy that a lot of people from the film world and all have endorsed the book got a lot of uh, uh, praise for the book i have from people in the industry many people say that this should be made into a movie but too early to talk about all these things right we'll read the book and decide so you know actually you bring the children's out of the screen to books like they are now not spending their time on phone mobiles etc they are uh, giving their time to read the books and etc because they are quite fun uh, thrilling suspenseful sure. 
yeah who inspired you to watch rating yeah 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 i think reading opens up your mind right otherwise what you watch on tv is something that somebody else made and they're throwing it at you and you're just consuming that content right. even on the instagram reels or whatever you watch but when you're reading a book you are also thinking yourself so it's your mind also that is working Imagine. that's why i enjoy the entire reading process yeah that that makes you more intelligent then what my yeah and then yeah so who inspired you towards reading a lot of inspirations but for horror it's always edgar allan poe uh okay. i mean the author right and uh, personally speaking it was my father because he used to buy all these books which i ended up reading right that's great so is it the time to talk about the fitness your fitness part life journey <laughs> that bicep is great yeah so the thing is um, since you want to uh, have asked me about this so i will uh, tell you in a nutshell like how it was happening i was always into, like keen about being healthy and all that that's, that was always there but uh, because my life became a little bit sedentary and i turned writer so what happened is my life became lethargic lazy i was just sitting in a chair and working all the time and uh, i started writing in 2014 so from 2014 onwards uh, my health started going down the graph went down and i put on a lot of weight and uh, i you can show the pictures there were lots of pictures that i've yeah. shared about how i used to look at that time so i i i really ballooned up like it, i went up to 86 kgs with a 36 inch waist and my bmi was like 31 so that was a very large uh, kind of uh, person that i had become i had no problem with that i mean it was not about looks but it was about health because with that kind of lethargy in your life uh, i felt that i was not able to move around much i was uh, i had pains in my body here and there you know happens my breathing would be very hard very fast so times when there were times when people would sit next to me in a car my mother my wife whoever they would say why are you breathing so much so, you know that kind of thing I, i used to sweat a lot just even if it is cold i used to sweat a lot so these were all negative signs these are signs that your health is going bad so then the pandemic happened when covid happened uh, i mean i didn't have covid but i was locked in the house so the situation became more bad at this time once i had developed some kind of chest pains so i went to the doctor i went to a cardio proper cardio he did my check up and he said that everything's fine with you but the only thing is you are you have put on a lot of weight so you need to like do something about it so mm-hmm. that was when i took it seriously that i don't and my bp was had gone to the high stage so then it had not become high bp but it had, it was going that side So that was when i started my fitness journey this was like 2019 2020 ka beginning when the lockdown started so how i started was i started at home watching youtube videos i watched youtube videos and i used to work along with them i bought dumbbells i bought uh, you know other equipment and i started at home only because in the lockdown period we were not allowed to go out mm. and i managed my diet i stopped eating junk food i stopped eating all the bad stuff that i was very used to ordering on swiggy i stopped that for a while and i did everything at home 
my healthy diet, uh, very quickly I could see the results. Because the first week itself, I dropped one kg. So I had a big machine. I used to keep checking and I felt better energetic. I continued it. I continued it. And in a year, I'll tell you that I lost a lot of kgs. Now, right now, this is now 2023. And I started in 2020, effectively. Now, from 86 kgs, today my weight is 62 kgs. So I've lost like 24 kilos. And oh, my it. waist which was 36 inches at that time. Now it has come down to 28. So my son and I, we can wear the same jeans. So it's like my son is 17. So we do Pesa Bajja Taibhat. And now I'm a runner. A daily runner. I run like 40 kilometers, 40 kilometers a week. I am running half marathons. I'm trying to run a full marathon one day. And of course, the... Gymming part of it. I love gymming. I have always loved gymming. I could not do it for a few years. The gymming part of it, uh, building my core strength, building my body, it's given me such a lot of confidence. Uh, uh, you know, when you become fit, now you are young, so you will not understand this because you are anyway fit. You are naturally fit. But when you reach a particular age, when you go start, when you reach your 30s, and when you feel that your body is not supporting the things that you want to do, like this happens when you're third, when you're in your thirties, right? You, like you feel like okay, you want to do bungee jumping, but my body is not there. I cannot do bungee jumping because I can't. My body is not. Forget bungee jumping. When I used to go to Shimla at that time, you know Shimla has this all inclines. Right. You have to climb everywhere, any hilly area where you want to come from a hilly place. So you have to climb a lot. Everything is up, 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 up like this. Yeah. So when I used to go to Shimla, so I used to get tired just walking a hundred meters. Mm. But now I can do it. So it's like my whole life has opened up a new dimension. I look better. I My mind is sharper. And of course, I can do a lot of work. And now people are asking me about fitness. I don't know whether I'm an inspiration or not. But I feel that everybody should take up fitness seriously. Because money, everything else is, you know, you keep it aside. You cannot use any of that if you don't have your body to support you. First and the biggest investment is work on your body. And after that, mm -hmm. everything else. And work on it in a positive way. Your body should be like a temple. I treat my body like a temple. I no longer put junk food in this body because my body is a temple. I don't want to put garbage in it. You know, that is the feeling. And that's why I work hard because we always, we keep the temple clean. We keep the temple very nice because it's a right. secret place for us. Our body should be the same way for us. Right. Like you promoted reading culture. So I recommend you to also promote the fitness also, you know, on your Instagram. Yeah. In my own small way, I'm doing that because a lot of people on Instagram have messaged me, even Facebook. Like, you know, we also want to get started with running. We also want to get started with a healthy diet. What do we do? And I'm no expert, but I have lived a journey and I have seen like the changes that happened in me, drastic changes. So I help people wherever I can. I'm on Strava. So Strava is this social media for uh, runners, especially for sports people. So I'm I'm becoming quite known on Strava as well. A lot of people follow me on Strava, and that is where I right. upload my daily runs because I can't do that on Instagram. I can't just put my running post on Instagram every day. Comes too boring. But I put it on Strava where uh, you can get inspired by other people also. Okay. So let's move to the next question, which is who is Neil De Silva 
like behind the camera <laughs> i don't know i'm a very mischievous person and still a bachcha uh, mm-hmm. i have a lot of fun with my children i joke with them play with them and uh, that's it you know people think that because you are a horror author all the time you will be thinking about ghosts pivots and negative things it's not like that at all i only do that when i'm writing stuff otherwise i'm just my own self i'm quite a normal guy like everybody else is okay that, i i like shopping i like uh, going to uh, watch movies stuff like that very okay. normal yeah that's great so now that uh, here comes the horror part of this podcast now we will talk about the horror that will definitely scare our audience but also the thrilling part also the suspense part also so can you please uh, okay. any five horror stories with our audience like about like uh, you hear from others or what is your personal child trauma like uh, things like that any five stories so i did not have a personal trauma as such because my childhood was very sheltered and protected so i was i had but there was one thing that i was very scared of death i was very scared when anybody would die in my colony and uh, I, that was really something that would unsettle me i would be uncomfortable for days i would not go alone to the other room also so i was that kind of child you know very 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 frightened in the house and again i'm telling you like because we grew up in the 75 and 80s you know in the 80s mumbai i'm coming i i come from mumbai so our city mumbai now it is very 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 busy very bustling even at a night 3 am you go out you will see that traffic is going and lights are there everything is there mumbai is on the move but in the mumbai. 80s after 7 pm mumbai would come to a standstill like mostly nothing would move it would be completely silent tvs were also not there in people's houses so no tv noises also phones were also not there so what would you do you would just sit so in those days my mind was very imaginative and i used to keep thinking things so one child fear as a child i had was <clears throat> i'll tell you this okay as the scary part of your podcast so one fear that i had was my house that time was a big two bhk house two bedrooms right so we used to all occupy one bedroom because i was small at that time so my mother father i and my younger brother who was almost a baby we used to sleep in the same room i talking very way back where i was a small bachcha and the second room was always kept closed because in the night it was not needed we didn't have use for the second bedroom at that time now in my mind i used to sometimes wake up in the middle of the night right and i used to hear noises from the second that something is going on here some grunting noises growling noises and it used to scare me like anything i used to just turn over and sleep closing my eyes and all and not move also slowly i began to sense that there is something in the second room in the dark second room and that thing is living in the ceiling i had the feeling that there is a kind of a man like creature tall man like creature which i later came to know is the form of a pishach so i had that feeling so there is a tall man like creature which is there in the ceiling and in the night he comes down and plays in the room or walks about and all that okay and uh, i was scared 
very scared, scared for about three, four months. I was so scared that I I stopped eating for a while and uh, uh, my parents did not understand anything much because I kept it to myself. I kept it like a secret. So one day, I only thought myself, you know, in life I have always done that. I'll tell you first and then I'll tell you what. I only thought that this is my fear. This is my phobia. I am thinking that there is a man in the other room. Now, if there is, I have to go and check it out. So, what I did was I woke up in that when I woke up because this was happening constantly. So, when I woke up the next night and I heard those noises and all, right? I thought that I will now go and check. I will go. I will go in the second room. It is my house only. I will go and check. I tried, but I could not go. I just sat up in bed and then I went and slept. This went on for many nights. I tried to go in that room. I sometimes even came till the door. Then I went back. And finally one day, I told myself, this is my room. I am playing in the same room in the morning. Then in the night, why am I so scared of it? So that night, I think I took about a month to even steal myself to that. One night, I just came to the door of the room. My eyes were closed. And uh, I could hear those gurting noises and all. And then I saw, I opened my eyes somehow. I saw the room was empty. Nothing was there. I went in the room. Nothing happened. Only I was feeling very scared. My legs were shivering. And I came out from the other side door. And I went back in my room. And that was my catharsis. My healing. I understood. Next morning I understood. That there was nothing in the room. It was only my mind. And it was playing tricks. I thought it was a pishaj. Maybe. I don't know. Because I used to hear those grunting noises and all so clearly. But the day that I went in that room and I came out of that room, after that all those grunting noises, grumbling sound, all stopped also and my fear went. So now this is what I have done throughout my life, Ritwik. When I get very scared, I try to go and face that fear. I try to find why am I scared of it because that thing is not, I don't know uh, whether it is real or not. So I need to face it. So I go and face the fear. And this is what I do even with my writing. I'm scared of death as I told you, right? So my first book was about a serial killer. Not just serial killer. He actually cuts people, uh, opens up their body parts, cooks it and eats it. So to that extent, I had a serial killer. And very worst kind of serial killer possible. So I, whatever I am afraid of, I use that as an element in my horror books. So this is all a journey of exploration for me. Okay, I I also learned something from this, you know, this is a story that if something is haunting you, uh, you are feared of something, face the fear, right? Face. Yeah, that's that's the first step. Yeah, that should be your first step. Because I think the courage should come from within. Yeah. Your experience of sleep paralysis. Uh, I've spoken about it on so I'll keep it short because maybe people might have heard it somewhere else but I'll tell you about it that uh, this happened when I was in my 20s I used to have a lot of these experiences where I would feel completely tethered could not move I would be able to see everything but the thing is uh, my movement was quite restricted and all and one of these days and this was the time when I was a teacher my coaching class time you know, mornings I used to teach evenings I used to teach only in the afternoon, I used to get two hours to come back home, have lunch, 
and have a little nap and then go back to the classes. So it used to happen to me in the afternoons. So one of those afternoons, I had an out-of-body experience. Like I was in the bed, I was sleeping on the cot and uh, suddenly my I felt that my eyes have opened up. I could see everything around but nothing was open. I mean my eyes were not open. Then I felt that I could not even lift my hand. I was like, I could not get up. I wanted to get up. I could not get up. My legs, I could not move. My hand, I could not move. And then I felt like, you know, something is there on my chest. The heavy feeling. And this was happening to me for a while. So I knew that this is sleep paralysis. But on this particular afternoon, something different happened. So I felt like I'm rising up in the sky. From my own body, I'm rising up. I felt like that. So I, I don't know what happened. I felt that I'm going up, 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 like... And I went to the ceiling and I stopped there. I stopped there. Then I turned and I saw I am on the bed. So I was in two places. I was on up in the ceiling also. I could feel the ceiling. And when I turn and I see down, then I am on the bed also. So this was an out of body experience. I think my Atma, what do you say? So you say believe it went up. And after that, when I saw down, I saw that where I am on the bed, there is something very black kind of shadow thing on my chest. It, it lasted only for like 10-15 seconds. Not even that much. Then I was back in my body's room. I was back. Everything happened. So this was my out-of-body experience. Very scary. And uh, I know that I did not describe it in so much detail. But this, you cannot describe these things. And over the years you forget what had actually happened. But yeah, this is how it is. Any stories which you hear from someone other? And it haunted you a lot. Uh, I think a story that everything used to scare me like that. My parents used to tell me a lot of scary stories also. Uh, there was this one story that my grandma used to tell me. Which I told yesterday at the Kukuku Fest also. So I'll just repeat that story. Okay, that's So great. in my native village in Mangalore. Uh, it's close to Mangalore. There was this story of a mother and her son. So son was around 10-12 years and he was very naughty, impolite, rude. He used to give jawab to the mother also whenever the mother would say do this. He would just back answer her and give her some kind of very rude comment. And the mother never corrected him. The mother said, Chalega, jane do, mera hi hai, and all that. And like that she used to pamper him and how much she used to pamper him, that much she used to become more and more like impolite and rude. So the thing is, one day the mother died. She was uh, working and all a lot and she also used to go and wash utensils in people's houses and stuff like that. So one day she fell ill and she could not recover. She died. And she was, this was a Catholic family, Christian family. So the mother was buried in the church. The son, he did not care. He did not like, okay, very good, I am free. Like that he thought. And this mother was buried in the church. Now, three days after the burial of this mother, a very strange thing happened. Very strange thing. Her hand came out of the grave. It was like she was buried in the grave and just her hand came out. That's it. Okay, and they did a lot of stuff. Like this is this is way back, like about a hundred years old story. So they, the priests and the nuns, whoever are there in the church, they all came to see what happened, what kind of miracle is this. Uh, then they thought that this is not good. This is not a good sign. You know, like a body's hand should, how does it come up? They tried to put it back. Okay. But again, it was 
back. How much ever they did, they said a lot of prayers. The whole village collected. Everybody collectively they said prayers because something is left in this soul, right? That is why the hand is coming out. So they came and did a lot of prayers, but the hand would not go down at all. And how much ever they physically tried also, it would come up again. So then finally somebody told that let us bring the sun. The sun had not come to the grave. He had come on the death burial day, but then he had not come up to the So they brought the sun. And they said that now you only go and tell your mother that put her hand up, wise her hand up like this. So the son went and he sat down near the hand and he he, was, he did not say anything. He was a very, uh, you know, impolite kind of person. He just said, put your hand down. What are you, why, what is still left for you in this world? Like that he spoke to his mother something. And that moment, what happened, you know, the whole village was watching. That moment, the hand Gave one satak thumped to the boy on the cheek straight away. The boy fell, and then the hand, after doing that, it slowly bent down and it went into the grave. And this is where the priest he understood. The priest said that you know why this was happening. This was happening because Rodney. Rodney was the name of the boy. Was such a misbehaved boy that he was not listening to his mother. But the mother never corrected him. She never told him that this is wrong, don't do this. She never corrected him. And that was what was her pending wish. That was why her hand was up. She felt the need that I had to correct my child and I never did that. And uh, now that she has done this, she went back to rest and everything is okay. And Rodney, uh, he grew up to be a... He understood that uh, my actions were hurting my mother so much that even after death, she did not have peace. So he got the message and he became a good child. In fact, he became a priest afterwards himself. So this is the story. Okay. So scary, but there's another lesson. Yeah, right. Another lesson from this podcast, from the horror stories, by the way. Yeah. Uh, now we we will go to the our next round, which is like I will ask you some questions. You just have to answer in a word or in a sentence, right? It is like that. Do ghosts exist? Yeah, yeah, like that. Do ghosts exist? I don't know. You told me to keep it short. I'm keeping it short. Okay. I don't know, but uh, my beliefs have changed over over the years. Are there good ghosts also? Yes. Definitely. Majority of the ghosts exist are good ones. Why the ghosts become bad? desires, mostly because of something that they did not do in their lives, pending wishes. How can a ghost become a pure soul? Uh, now that is a very difficult question to answer because every ghost, if they are an evil ghost, they will have their own journeys and uh, it, this is all assuming that we believe if ghosts exist, which I myself am not sure of, right? So I cannot tell you this, but in most of the cases that I have written about in my books. The thing is, ghosts have found their salvation after their pending wishes have been fulfilled. So the whole journey is about finding out what is the thing that one, that is still tying them to earth. And then work with them. Your most beautiful experience of your life? My son's birth. And my daughter's birth. Okay, that's great. And the next one is... The experience which uh, you will, you want to, you know, live again. Uh, 
the moment you want to live again moment i would want to live again i don't there were so many actually you know like this is very tough words but i think the moment where i took that step of changing my life from becoming a coaching class teacher to becoming an author at the age of 39 i think that was very beautiful because it has everything it has romance i told that decision to my wife and it was night we were in goa it was a cottage we were looking at the kalangut beach the sea was there and all honeymooning couples were all over the beach and i was sitting in my cottage my kids were asleep inside the room and we were holding hands sitting there on the couch and talking And I told her that okay, I am tired of this life of a teacher. I want to become an author. It was a very beautiful moment, and it was under the starry sky also. <laughs> okay. It had all the kinds of romance you wanted. Right. There could be a movie on you, your personal <laughs> experience, right? Maybe. It will be a hit one, super hit one, blockbuster. No, I have to do a lot of stuff for that. I still have not achieved anything. I yeah, so stuck. you will you will surely achieve a lot of things in your life. The the things you achieve now is just zero point five percent of what you are going to achieve. I think I think that applies for everybody. Our life is never complete till it is complete. Right. And for authors, especially, we write stuff and we put our books out there into the universe, and you don't know how many years later who will read it, how they will be affected by right. it. Because Edgar Allan Poe, my hero. He himself died a penniless person. He was very poor when he died. But today his work has become legend. Like everybody is reading his books and novels, and today is a classic. Right? Same way with Picasso. Picasso never sold a single painting when he was alive. But today his paintings are selling for millions of dollars all over the world. So it's not about. I think we think of life only as the time between birth and death. But for us artists and creators, right. uh, I think we are immortal. Okay. Why are you scared of death? Because I don't know what happens after death, and the unknown is always scary. I'm scared of the universe, the space also. I'm also scared of the depth of the sea because I don't know what is inside the sea. So I have always been a curious person, and for a curious and creative person, whenever something is unknown, it's scary. Okay, is fear real or psychological? Fear. Yeah. Real or psychological? Fear is a very psychological thing. Fear is definitely a very psychological thing. It is your mind telling you that okay, this is something that you should not go into. It's actually a defense system. It okay. saves you from danger because if you didn't have fear, you would go and walk aramse on the highway also in the middle of the traffic. And get yourself killed. Okay. It's fear that is stopping us from doing a lot of things that we should not. Okay. Most awkward moment of your life. <laughs> There are many like that also. I will not say no. This <laughs> this is something I can't think of. But there sometimes you say the wrong thing and you feel very embarrassed after that. But that happens with me a lot. I sometimes say the wrong thing, and then I keep thinking about it. Oh God, what did I say? So yeah, being an author, you know, I feel like I should never say the wrong thing, but sometimes it happens. Okay, in your books, why you scare the readers a lot? Because I like to scare myself. <laughs> I'm not scaring the readers as a byproduct. I'm writing to scare myself. 
and you people read it so it's your fault <laughs> you don't read them and you get scared uh why did you choose uh, writing horror as a genre because i feel fear is a very pure emotion it is something that you cannot fake it is something that all of us need we need the thrill and we have to become brave by reading you know mm-hmm. reading horror makes us brave that's what i feel so that's why we need this those it's like uh, for a long time you will feel like oh i don't want to sit on a roller coaster it looks so scary you feel very scared of roller coasters mm-hmm. but then one day you decide okay chalo your friends push you and you sit somehow and then you do the roller coaster ride how you feel like you oh i did this you feel like an achiever right. it's the same with books also it's the same kind of feeling that i get okay your favorite book my favorite book tons of them but if you ask favorite favorite i go back to the story the telltale heart by edgar allan poe a lot okay. of times i go back i read it uh, and any of poe's works for that matter even stephen king stephen king i read some of his earlier books mm, right. just to understand the craft of how it was all done there were many other authors but many of them are unknown in india so even their books won't be available here i i read a lot of horror stuff from across the world okay what is beautiful about horror genre the beauty of the horror genre this is a very wonderful answer question so because horror is so pure fear is so pure you know i'm not talking about the movies where it's just slash dash gore blood no not like that mm. but you remove all of that and you'll see a innate beauty in horror like for example in our olden classic movies of in the classic movies there used to be always this female figure uh, dressed in a white sari yeah. going in a moonlight that itself is actually so beautiful scary but beautiful with a diya in her hand this is a that kind of thing so horror can be very beautiful and it is very beautiful the movie that i mentioned to you pan's labyrinth has a lot of horror beauty in it okay even a uh, movie of my friend vishal furia's movie la pachapi it's a beautiful horror Tumbad is a beautiful horror. Okay. But the scenes are so well. Since I'm writing for screen and I'm also working with web series, I know that the set pieces that we use for horror, the building, this that is nothing short of art. It is art. So creating fear is art. You should watch Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, written by Stephen King. If you watch The Shining, every frame in the movie. is a kind of with instagram version that the movie was is so old yes. so that's how horror is horror can be very beautiful it is okay what do you do to chill what i do to chill nowadays i run okay nowadays even after this podcast that's my plan okay so i go out for a run and i need that because when i write horror when i talk horror it becomes too negative so i need to get into the positive side of things Okay so this is the end of this particular as well as this episode there is one more part remaining for this podcast uh, which will be you know talked in the next part which will be of 5 to 10 minutes so it will be shared in form of a video format because Neil De Silva had some you know work uh, to do so he left us here but he really enjoyed the conversation we had and really looking forward to the response of that so yeah 
this was the podcast from my side to yours i'm really sorry for that um thing but uh, yeah really this was a great one and i hope you all enjoyed the podcast share the podcast like the podcast and i hope you will also follow the podcast and check the podcast in video format in youtube also thank you so much for or keeping your attention till here thank you so much thank you so much and a lot of thank you to you all